0: Welcome, Welcome to, to the Unreal, Unreal Talk Unreal Show with your host, Eric Walker. Walker.
1: Welcome back listeners it is your favorite host Aaron Scott Walker on the unreal talk show part of the oops all topic network I'm very excited to have you here today we are recording today at 11 o'clock at night it's extremely late and the main reason for that is because our featured guest today helped me build an actual sort of studio for our recording we have Uh, some sound panels that I can apply to uh, my room so that way I can make it a little bit better for the sound and just try to up the production value of what our listeners are hearing because I feel like if you're devoting your time into listening to me then I should devote a little bit more time into the quality of the content that I give you. Uh, Today is a very very special podcast though we have again Christian Beddingfields waiting in the wings with us uh, to talk about um, a couple of topics that we are both passionate about and we both wanted to talk uh, on the air about and also i wanted to do at least an episode where we talk about other things other than movies and television i know that that's our focus here on unreal talk show and we like to keep it lighthearted. hearted uh, but from time to time there are just going to be topics that uh, are not related to that area of pop culture and uh, more current event issues that i will want to discuss either by myself or with a guest and today is going to be a great day to start out uh, our inaugural test segment for our off scripted episode uh, to have a great guest like christian beddingfield on the show he's a really intelligent person one of my best friends he's been my best friend uh since the fifth grade so a uh, really really great guy uh, before we dive into everything though we are first going to have a word from our presenting sponsor morton college and when we come back from the ad break we're going to dive straight into everything and have christian in the studio with us be right back Hey everyone, Aaron Scott Walker here letting you know that the presenting sponsor of Unreal Talk Show and the Oops All Topics Network is Morton College. Did you know Morton College offers 17 associate's degrees in applied sciences, 5 transfer program degrees, and 40 career certificates including programs like forklifting, pharmacy, welding, and vet tech, not to mention the number one nursing program in the Chicagoland area. Morton College is excited to offer day, evening, online, and hybrid courses during fall, summer, and spring semesters to meet demands of busy schedules. Whether you're looking to transfer to a four-year school or to earn credits towards a c- career, Morton College has classes and schedules for you. For more information, call 708-656-8000. Again, that number is 708 708- Six five six eight thousand. Visit their Facebook page or visit their website www.morton.edu.com. I'm sorry, not .com. Just Morton.edu. Ha ha ha. Sorry about that. Now back to the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Unreal Talks show on the Oops All Topics Network. We have a really special segment for you here today. We actually have a special guest. In the actual studio that we have right now, because we actually built a studio for this occasion. Right now, we have Christian Bettingfield. You might know him as the music producer to all the music that we use here on Unreal Talk Show. Hi, Christian. Hey, everybody. Yep. Uh, like he said, I definitely put the music together
0: for the intro that you guys have been hearing, um, and it's just—it's very strange to have it out there where people can hear it. Yeah. Music for me has always been something that's. Just like a very private uh, phenomenon, I guess. Like people that are really close to me, my uh, my girlfriend especially, she gets to listen to a lot of it. And I'm sure that she doesn't like listening to the same thing over and over again, but uh, it's fun to make it. So it's just it's cool to know that someone else is listening
1: to it too. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a lot of fun using the music for the episodes, and I hopefully everyone enjoys it as well. Um, so today we're gonna do an ongoing segment for me, and today I brought Christian in to uh, help me at least with the inaugural. Uh, date of this segment. We're gonna do an ongoing segment that I like to call "2020 So Far." What the fuck? And uh, we have a couple things that we want to talk about. And uh, the first thing that we're gonna talk about on this segment is that in late April, the Pentagon actually declassified UFO videos and pretty much showed the world everything that we've been suspecting for a long time. And uh, we we pretty much skipped over it so i think it's uh, i think it's something that we should at least talk about for a little bit um before we go on to the more bigger pressing uh, social matters that we have going on right now um so uh christian whenever you saw the videos what did you think well i mean i honestly i didn't see them until
0: uh they were all declassified they've been out there they've been leaked you know uh, years prior to them actually being declassified um and and I guess it wasn't really until they were declassified that that I finally saw them, and it it honestly blew my mind. It truly was something
1: that it, it just you just don't have words like when you watch it because it, it it within itself actually defies all the logic that even people who watch you know standard you know because you can go on YouTube and watch any piloting videos like you know that stuff is common you know so the the type of footage that you see. You know, or the equipment being used on those fighter pilot jets are are very common. So what you're watching is very normal. But so when you see something abnormal in those videos, like you you can point it out. Like I know that that's something that probably shouldn't be happening.
0: Um, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, one thing in particular
0: is that um, a lot of people they maybe wish that they had like the you know the the actual just like full color HD. Video of this this flying saucer, this craft, which uh, you know, of course, that would be the holy grail. Like, right. who, who could deny that? Other than you know the fact that we basically live in a in a universe of everything being potentially fake, yeah, uh, thanks to social media. But um, so there's lots of ways that it could be received. But um, I mean, truthfully, just just the the thermal imaging of these craft is is telling in itself, and the fact that you know you if you accept that the Pentagon is not trying to deceive you, sure, which who knows the kind of possibility that, that exists there? But um, if you accept that they're not trying to deceive you, and these really are videos that they that were recorded on American craft that uh, have been reported and recorded, and you know there's several uh, amazing interviews with the people that were involved. Yeah,
1: it. yeah, you uh, you so so you had one in particular interview, Joe Rogan interview that you talked a lot about, which was uh, somebody. It was a captain, correct?
0: Yeah, there was. A, well, it was a commander's commander, commander. David Fravor, um, and that is absolutely one of my favorite Joe Rogan episodes. Uh, was it was his conversation with him because, um, you know, usually UFO videos and stories, um, they're accompanied by the the doubt. Of course, the is this person crazy or are they not? What kind of credibility do they really have? And um, he's commander David Fravor is just someone that you can't, you really cannot deny his credibility. Sure. one bit. And his description of the videos, uh, his breakdown is, um, is just incredible to think about. This that, so if you haven't seen the video, you definitely need to. There's, um, there's two in particular that I would recommend It'd be the gimbal video and the go fast video, and both of those, are are easily searched just by putting in those words, um, and they're both uh, thermal imaging, and. Um, and there was a reason why they had to be thermal imaging, isn't that right? Yeah. So they 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 had to be thermal imaged because. One of them, in particular, was actively jamming radar. Which, um, in that same Joe Rogan episode, uh, Commander David Favor explains that that actively jamming a radar is actually an act of war. So, um, like, it's a,
1: it's an aggressive act. Yeah, it's
0: an aggressive act. That um, if it was if it was a foreign, like a known foreign enemy or nation, then we this would be a much different. We would know about what happened in April, basically. Yes. Um, so, well, I guess it didn't happen in April, but right. right. Yeah, well, it so, was unveiled in April. Unveiled in April. Yeah. Um, so, so the fact that they were thermal is is honestly like even more compelling evidence that that this is something that we just don't understand. It's not from this world. We don't have the kind of technology that would be required to to uh, even mimic something like this on a thermal camera. Right. That you have to ac- accept was working properly and not, you know. Uh, duped or photoshopped you have to have good faith that yeah. this is all being yeah. presented as it as it's supposed to be that there's no trickery involved exactly um because in those videos there's no there's no uh heat plumes there's no um there's there's none of the signs that usually accompany the known technology that we have for flight on earth uh, we don't have it in our arsenal no one that we know has it in their arsenal so it's either someone's out there with this crazy technology that is, uh, what is about to trigger another arms race once we figure out what it is and how it works. Right. Um, or it's you know someone from outer space. It's it's a visitor, man. It's someone that, well, like why would they, why would they be here? Like what the fuck? Oh, sorry. No,
1: you you can fucking swear all the fucking okay, time cool. you
0: want. Um, well, What well, what at this point. I don't feel like we have anything as a human race to offer to these, like... Yeah, like, what do we have? These these visitors, these people that are, like, assessing us, they're of course they're going to look at it and be like, no.
1: Yeah. No. Nope. Not even... I mean, that's what even Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, a lot of times whenever he's asked, like, do you think that we'll ever be visited from, you know, aliens from another solar system, another planet? And he says, well, my fear is is they've already visited us, and we were not intelligent enough for them to warrant trying to communicate with us so i mean that that within itself could be a combination of like what actually happened like we could be piecing two parts together where an extraterrestrial life did come down and visit us we were able to see it and simultaneously neil degrasse tyson's theory of like they looked at us saw like nope not having this and they just bolted and got out of here now the the one interesting thing that I wanted to talk about before we move on to our next segment was, uh, which which of the craft were like basically actively like going back to like their own rendezvous point. Oh, and yeah. Switching it up on well, them. Well,
0: see, and that's that's what's so cool about that interview with Commander David Fravor was that the the video that he's talking about he he actually breaks down both videos, um, but but the video that that. I'm most intrigued by was the one where he also got to add his own account, which is actually takes place before that recording uh, happens. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's giving you like the play-by-play leading up to the the second team that goes out and then actually records the video. So uh, David Fravor encountered this craft. He was a leader of uh, of this uh, uh, aircraft naval exercise. and originally they were going out uh, some, he said something like 60 miles off the coast and they were gonna rendezvous there. but as soon as they left they got um, some a transmission from the radio operator that basically detoured them to go investigate something that they'd been seeing on their radar for weeks mm-hmm. um, So they, they knew that they were out there they hadn't said anything until uh, they got they left this aircraft carrier for uh, for some sort of you know uh, flight training exercise or, or uh, combat exercise. yep. so they went out they, they found this, what they describe as like the Tic Tac uh, ship that's just like hovering and behaving in ways that just like don't physically make sense um, they said that they noticed a disturbance in the water first and that like co- brought their eye to this little Tic Tac shaped pill which he described as something like 40 feet long um, and this is one way that I just think it's cool yeah. that he's able to add these kinds of details because like I fought a lot of aircraft there um, that's basically the fuselage of, a, of an F-10 or, a, or an A-10 I think it was something right. whatever it was, it was some aircraft that he'd had a lot of experience with and knew like basic distancing and and shape and he said uh, that it was just ping ponging forward and backward it was oriented it was so it was like elongated and it was oriented in one direction but it would just like shift left and right forward and back without any real obvious pr- propulsion system so they ended up he took a closer look and this thing realized it was there and just kind of disappeared while they were chase while he was trying to chase it down. Um, and then whatever it was under the surface that caught their attention was gone. and um, Immediately terrifying. Yeah. Immediately just like, holy shit. And it, so it was like it was two planes in his little, in his, in his team, in his firecraft team. Um, you know, it was, it was him and his weapons systems operator. And then there was a second plane that had, you know, the same team. So um, Commander David Fravor was trying to intercept this craft. It disappeared. He asked his, his uh, other aircraft if they saw it. And he said, no, it's just it's just gone, it just disappeared. And then um, they just kind of, like, looked around for a little bit, couldn't find anything, so they were headed back. And then the radio operator um, said, you know, you're never going to believe this, but that that craft is actually at your original rendezvous point. So the point they were going to, to begin with, to start their exercise before they were detoured to this craft, is where the craft ended up after it disappeared in front of them. So how it could have known that that would be the exact location, could that really even be a
1: coincidence... Yeah, like, at, at what level do you suspend your your disbelief? Because, I mean, that's that's sort of shocking to, to, like, how coincidental is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, at what level do you say, like, okay, at a statistical point, like, there's no way that that's a coincidence. Yeah. So, that's... It's it's hard to stomach. It's a
0: big it's a big pill to swallow because there is so much credibility behind the people that have experienced it and told the story, and uh, the government having actually declassified it. Um, and that's the weird part about it too is is um, I guess there's there would be no surprise to the community that is is always you know searching for the truth, like the people right. that are active in that community, uh, to try to figure out if, if you if those are real, um, but. But of course, there's there's deception, or there's the perception of deception from the government, you know, trying to keep things hush. Right. You know, there's X Files, like yeah. Of course, it probably existed
1: before X Files, but it definitely exists after X Files. Area yep. fifty one being a thing, like yeah. everyone, like just the theories that just surround that one location are enough to make anyone skeptical that the government is being honest about any, anything any anything extraterrestrial being involved yeah. at all. So it's uh it's extremely interesting and i think that it's something that i, I hope yields eventually some answer because i mean again it, it for me it, it is definitely undeniable that that's there's evidence that there's something and and we need to figure out what that is because whatever that is is like our next step for me like if if we can figure out what that is then we fi- i mean who knows if, what if that answers like why we're here to even begin with like yeah or, or, I mean, it. no matter what it is, it's destiny. Mm. Like,
0: you can't, there there would be no reason to come and visit us if there's not some, like, directive or objective or uh, whether malicious or, you know, maybe they're here to help us. But either way, like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, this is an inevitability that um, if if the things, if the assumptions you can make from the evidence that, you know, is available to, to this cause, then um, that
1: you have to accept that there's, there's going to be an an encounter because there already have been right so i mean do you think that this is sort of just like a consequence of like the law of averages like the longer that earth floats in space the more the higher of a chance eventually we're going to be visited by somebody
0: yeah i mean i think i think statistically speaking you have
1: to it would be unreasonable to think that we weren't going to get visited by like if there is something out there it would be unreasonable to think at some point we wouldn't be visited by it yeah and i mean there is a a very famous equation
0: that of course i don't remember the name of it um but it it takes into account all the different variables of of um the possibility of, of intelligent life so you know out of out of how many trillions of stars, what percentage of those might be in the Goldilocks zone as we understand it, what mm-hmm. percentage of those Goldilocks planets um, might actually be able to um, uh, have water, and then what? how many of those water-bearing planets um, but just have, I don't know, I don't remember all the, the variables of the equation, but um, one of them specifically was how long the, like, if we just last long, if we can just last long enough as an intelligent species after beating all these odds um, that we'll actually encounter somebody or do we snuff ourselves out right that like that's the unknown variable is how long we're actually able to survive because if you look at us if you look at the only known example of intelligent life we're not doing a great job of protecting our longevity like we're just really not
1: yeah Uh, we're we're pretty self-destructive and we we have been at such an early stage in human existence like known human existence yeah Um, almost
0: almost exclusively all throughout history um to the victor, go the spoils. Absolutely, um, and there's always some kind of spoils that somebody finds that they want that someone else has, and uh, it it is it really does make you question, you know, what is what what else what else kind of escape would we have other than like suddenly realizing, like, oh, like there is actually another step beyond all of this. Yes, if we can just get like our heads wrapped around this this idea that we are all like equal that we're all worthy of figuring out what our destiny is because yeah. if there's if there's things encountering us and those videos are very compelling yeah. then and uh, like that, if we could just focus on that if we could just see that for the potential that it is um i, I think that it would could potentially
1: be you know a very a very unifying experience absolutely for, for everybody and I think that that within itself is a really good segue into our next topic that we're going to talk about. Because I think that at this particular point in time, you, you can't not talk about it. So, um, of course, talking about the Black Lives Matters protests that are currently going on right now. All started with George Floyd, May 25th. Video comes out. He is being arrested for allegedly having counterfeit money. He allegedly having a twenty dollar bill that was faked, and by the end of the video, he's dead. And
0: and there are so many additional uh, like asterisks and caveats that they're adding to the story that that really can't be designed to do anything more than just complicate the morality of the situation right. and and justify. You know why? Why this this man might have come into contact with police, and that we're just then supposed to accept that encountering the police just very well could mean that you die. Yeah, for for something as simple and as small as a a counterfeit twenty dollar bill, it's just it blows my
1: mind. Yeah, and to know that even at this point there is still a divide between because I think that. I think I, I'm pretty sure it was the the mayor of Mania, Minneapolis or maybe even the governor of Minnesota that said like you know it like you watch that video and there is just no reason for no matter what the consequence or what the reason may have been there is no reason to sit on someone's neck for nine minutes period yeah so even so even at the base level like he doing that to anyone is a problem and then you complicate that with the fact that this man is a known aggressor towards minorities especially he's had multiple encounters before he's had he's been reprimanded he's been suspended for his actions and yet and and that's again kind of another asterisk another part of this this particular problem that police officers who are involved in racially charged aggravated almost aggravated assaults towards citizens are basically just said all right just take the week off Get your head straight and come back in and do it again next week. Yeah. And if there, you know,
0: if, if there is enough evidence to actually bring them to trial, um, there's just a, an astonishing percentage of those cases that they're just acquitted. They, they, there are no real consequences. And usually they're like reinstated with back pay. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, there was even one recently that I saw that went, went under the radar. It wasn't even reported that it had happened. Um, but it was this. this Younger police officer that um, you know shot and killed an unarmed uh, white male in a, I think it was like a, a La Quinta Inn or something like that um, because someone had called the cops on on what they thought was a someone poking a rifle out of a window at this hotel um, and the and it turned out that the cops that were called um, this kid was drunk his, his the girl that he was with turned out to be drunk but they were just giving the cops were just giving these very confusing and very Difficult to execute commands, yeah. and they suspected that he was drunk. They asked him several times if he was drunk, and he was behaving very drunkenly. Yeah, so um, obviously intoxicated. Yeah, and and you know just whatever happened, tensions ran high. They had him like cr- uh, try to cross his legs and crawl forward, and. He had like, like again. He was drunk. He like pulled his shirt down, and they like yelled at him, "If you do that again, we're gonna shoot you." And then they had him crawl with his legs crossed, or try to. Yeah, and he all they, the while
1: he's just screaming, "Please, Please don't, don't kill, kill me! me. Yeah. Please don't!" Like uh, basically, I'm beggingly, like I am following everything that you're saying as best as I can, because he's because again, it's like okay, get on the floor, face down, put your hands behind your head, cross your legs, now bend at the knees crawl to me, don't say a word if you don't execute any of these exactly the if way... You do like anything any, any, wrong. I will, one mistake He at says all. very bluntly in the video, I will fucking kill you. Yeah, He's like, I, I will kill you right now. Like, no one should be allowed to have that level of authority to be able to bluntly say I'm gonna kill you. Especially to someone who is not a I, criminal yet. I, I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying, but I do think that
0: the cops serve a purpose and I think as long as as long as that's something that they're taking seriously and yeah. that's something that we can actually effectively weed out those that don't take it seriously or yes. have, you know, alternate hidden agendas, <clears throat> then um then I don't I don't honestly know what the solution or what the what the alternative to a police force to some to some force that that and what is it enforces the law you know yeah. that that protects us as citizens um you know the truth is it's a it's a scary world man yeah. like there's any number of ways that you could you know die naturally but also at the hands of of one of our own you yeah. know um it's completely inconsequential yeah there's there's way too much danger out there to to not have something between you like the, you, there needs to be some kind of barrier so, you know, all the talk of defunding the police is that's that's a scary prospect. Um I don't know that there's just so much distrust in, in everybody, yeah, that I don't I don't know how going from I mean, I, because for the most part, I believe most police force uh police forces require that you have uh, some kind of college degree, which seems arbitrary
1: to me like I don't I don't know really yeah. what that weeds out. Yeah, I mean, cuz that college degree could be literally anything. It doesn't have to be yeah, like specific to you know criminology or criminal sciences no, nothing has, has you could literally take it in basket weaving and yeah. if you as long as you but i do know that Tulsa police force Are, is, that, is that true you could actually have it, i it, i mean i'm sure <laughs> basket weaving is not an actual i mean i i pray for the person who gets a four-year degree in basket weaving yeah. but um hey they'll actually have a trade hey i mean they will before make the, the machines best take it away from them exactly yeah um they already have they'll make the best wicker chairs you've ever done seen <laughs> Um, he must have gone to trump university (laughs) the uh um what was i saying holy crap lost my train of thought oh basically saying like yeah like in most situations yes you do have to have some sort of college education but i do know that in for the i'm I will put this in the errors and omissions for my next episode if i have to but i am fairly certain and i'm going to say even 89 percent certain that tulsa police department you does not require that you have um, some sort of college education um as part of your um as part of your resume. requirements yeah, yeah to get in um so that would
0: be surprising because tulsa is actually a pretty large city
1: yeah you would think uh, i'm pretty sure, it's either that or broken arrow i know one of the two Um, don't require, um, don't require a, some sort of college degree. Um, I, and I guess, you
0: know, I wonder if that's something that I would prefer. I wonder like not knowing now makes it a lot easier to kind of figure out which I would prefer as opposed to knowing what the, what status quo is and whether that's effective or not. Like, uh, you know, if, if I knew that they were all, that they all had college degrees, um, and I and I looked out and I saw that all these people, for the most part in Tulsa, have done a, a really good job. Yeah, I, f- I mean, there's there's of course was that incident um, where the truck the truck driver with uh, this horse trailer was trying to um, get through know, the protesters. Get through the protesters, and you know the video is pretty short, but there's lots of different videos from, from different angles, um, and, and a lot of them showed that there was a car that was let through um, in front of that truck, and then that truck started moving as well. And then some people tried to stop him, and he decided to just keep on going, and it just very quickly, very quickly escalated, and um, I guess that guy was stopped by the cops at the next at the roadblock, which wasn't even that far down the road, mm-hmm. and they just like let him go. Yeah. So um, that would be the only thing that I know of that seemed like an obvious opportunity to like show that, you know, this peaceful protest, which it was, it was peaceful. They were on the highway, which is yeah. probably not the greatest place to do that, but I'm not gonna sit here and dictate. You know where and how and when you need to express that you are absolutely fed up with everything that's been going on. Um, that's not my right. That's not yeah, my place. Not my place. I don't, and and I feel like all this legislation that um, that protects us should be a lot
1: more important. I mean, I really do. There's there's so much. Well, it should, it should, for me, it should just be a lot more clear. Like at what? Because for me, it seems like there is an obvious disconnect between what people think police officers are able to do and what police officers think that they are able to do like there needs to be like some sort of clear understanding of of what they like at what point in time they're able to put their hands on you and because at no point in time is it allowed for you to put your hands on them so like to see videos like yeah. i saw beforehand uh, before we got on the before we got on the air here you know like this uh this police officer just charged this protester, like literally bum rushed him. The guy rolled on the ground, and he just starts throwing haymakers, like, and then inevitably hits one of his own as a consequence. Yeah. You know, this seventy-five year old man just sitting up and gets—I mean, like he's a fucking hockey player, man. Yeah. Like, just, just gets just checked. Yeah. And then I mean, you hear it. You hear the on the ground. You hear the back of his head just smack. I mean, you you hear all of this and you see it
0: and and you see also all of the people that stepped over him and and I just to me I understand I can see the argument that they were told right I can, I can see the argument they were told you know but to even keep moving then, forward and they have an EMT on scene but at the same time man
1: I don't know that I could your basic humanity ignore. should break any sort of you know order that you're given like that's my personal belief because at that point I mean, you. At what point do you say that the argument, I, I'm just following orders, doesn't apply? Because I mean, it, it didn't work for the Nazis, you know. And and I, you know, to some. And that's deg- a pretty fucking
0: high threshold. Yeah. To have like, well, when it gets to that degree, yeah, you're accountable. But there's a whole yeah. host of gray areas and and overlaps of of this abuse of power that you know really the The main reason that people are able to get away with it in these situations of police officers and and you know p- innocent people, is the qualified immunity. The idea that if it doesn't, if you're not expressly forbidden from doing something as a police officer and you're able to justify, you know, in due course of your job that it was necessary, then, okay, yeah, like they're not going to jail,
1: and that and then you you allow people with biases and prejudice to accept what or not accept what they consider a justifiable means of their use of sex of of excessive force like it's not like it's not like them inputting their reason into a computer and it's spitting out like no that's not you know based on these statutes and what you're claiming here you're not justified in what you did so sorry no you're suspended it's it's somebody who like oh you know officer walker you know i know you said what What's going on here, man? Like, you know, well, this is what happened. You know, of course, I'm, you know, paraphrasing and creating a very arbitrary world in a vacuum. So bear with me here. But basically, you know, can just create a situation where somebody's like, oh, don't worry, man. Like, pfft, I saw what happened. Like, you know, it's it's all good. You know, you, you can't have that. And, and i think the biggest evidence of the disconnect that i was talking about beforehand was whenever the two officers that did that to that 75 year old man got suspended the entire 51 police officers quit out out of disgust for the punishment not out of disgust of what the officers did to this man because regardless of for me regardless of however you looked at it he was being overly aggressive to someone who like there's there's no way that you can justify that this 75 year old man put you in a post threat, any threat any threat whatsoever yeah they're, you just
0: you push him along
1: yeah you just say come on sir like you're like i understand that you, you don't want to be in our way right now we're not trying to be rough with you but you know like look around you you got to get going you got to get going there there are a thousand million ways that they could have handled that situation but instead They, you know, you put them in this military garb and, you know, and then you see videos, you know, like the overhead video of that sergeant or whatever, like walking through the riot police saying, you know, now you can't kill them, but you can hurt them. So hurt them, you know, just even encourage it. Like you, you do that stuff and you put them like, you kind of amp, you're amping them up for battle is what you're doing. Yeah, you're not, you're not prepping them. It's just one other way that the police has been militarized. Yes, exactly. Like Like you, you.
0: So there's so, been known, uh, you know, police gangs that yeah. have been convicted. People that, uh, you know, they swore to, you know, swore themselves to secrecy and like got matching tattoos for, you know, whatever uh, precinct they belonged to. But it was the same brotherhood of just like these people that, you know, fetishized, fantasized about, you know, violence. Yeah. In, in the course of their job. And, so, and, somebody, and that's a, that's honestly an aspect of being a police officer that if you're not prepared to at least handle violence, then uh, then you definitely don't need to be doing it. No, because you know that is like there are still bad people, no matter what. The cops are not the only people that are being bad. Um, they're just part of the problem. So you know you can't you can't remove the idea that the people that are signing up for the police are prepared to handle violence. but we need to figure out a way to weed out the people that are there for the violence. right.
1: Because something that you and I I know that have discussed before is that you know, like something that you you had posted on your social media, and something that I definitely agree with is that, you know, you can't remo- remove an individual's humanity and expect them to recognize your own. Like, you just – you can't do that to anybody. So to sit there and blanketly say every police officer, every protester, every white person, every black person is anything is, is ridiculous. Cause it's cause ridiculous. Because it, it and just it,
0: is. It comes from the same place. You know, it comes from that same urge – to just kind of group things into easily distinguishable categories, and it's just much easier to deal with problems that way. But if it, it's just so complex, there are just so many ways that people can be bad, and um, you know ways that people can be good, and we're just not really great at uh, all of us being on the same page with that. Um, and and you know ultimately, I kind of forgot my train of thought there. Well,
1: well, I'll pick it back up real quick and just um, that something that i know that you and i have also talked about before you know even though you know you can't paint everyone with the same brush a, an assumption that can be made is the uniform the badge that job is going to attract a specific type of person that wants the authority that comes with all of that like what you're saying people who fetishize and like fantasize about being aggressive with with a particular group of people of which they don't like and we've unfortunately given them, not only have we given them the ability to do it, but we've protected their ability to do it. And whenever it doesn't work out for them, we allow them to transfer to other precincts, you know, and not, and and still get jobs in other districts. You know, they, so there's, you know, so to see um, like what we saw today, um, you know, Minneapolis saying that they are disbanding, you know, the the police department and doing like a, a community led, you know protection system like you know coming up with i guess more just newer more innovative ways because the current system now like what you were saying before i don't know if defunding or disbanding the police entirely right out of the gate is the best idea but one statement that i do agree with and what they were saying and what the council member was saying um in their official statement was that it's just very clear that what we've had for this long is just not working And instead of trying to figure out ways to make the system work, we need to accept that the system has failed us and just maybe find a new system. So that line of thinking I can definitely 100 percent agree with.
0: Does it feel like, um, you know, quitting, putting in two weeks notice before you found another job? Does it it feel it does it almost feel like a power move too, to just like, oh, you guys don't like the police that much? Well, then we'll just get rid of it, you know? If they think that that's just gonna like scare them into thing like oh, well, hang on hang on, like let's just let's just figure out ways, you know uh, what other ways that we can kind of brush this under the rug and and make you know these kind of senseless platitudes toward each other. And, I,
1: I'd say two years ago, I'd say you're probably right in that uh, that suspicion or that uh, that level of thinking will most likely be on the forefront and be prevalent. But I think now, I think people are more woke now than they ever have been. So I think people are going to be more skeptical, but like, okay, yeah, like you say that you're going to do this, but let's, let's say, let's see if there's going to be some actual real change because we're pretty fucking tired of you saying that, oh, we're going to change. We're going to start doing this. Things are going to get better. You know, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be together again as a city. We're a community that, you know, there's only so many fucking public statements that you can make about us holding hands and hands singing cue by all before we finally just accept the fact that. We're not fucking doing it like every time that you know black people walk out on the street you know they're afraid of literally doing nothing and getting attacked like yeah um you know the last person uh earlier this year that got killed like he was stopped by the police before killed and he was just in the park like there's there's cam there's there's body cam footage he was just literally sitting in the park they're like what are you doing out here it's just my day off. Like, you know, I, I just, you know, and they're like, why you dress this way? And he's like, this is the way I like to dress. And like, they're literally harassing this man for literally no reason. Yeah. So that police force had already had a history with this, I mean, because with this individual. Yeah. And like, and that's something hmm. that you hear all the time is, you know, it's like, though the police are harassing me, but like, okay, well this is actual evidence that the police do find particular individuals to harass. If either by either incidentally or, or intentionally, it does happen. And I think that at some point, we have to acknowledge the fact that if you're not black, if you're not a minority, you need to stay in your own damn lane. Stop trying to sit there and act like you know the problems and the hurdles that come with being a part of the black culture because you don't. It just doesn't happen. Absolutely. Like you saying that, oh, well, I have struggles too. But like, okay, well, yeah, like I have struggles. Like but for us, the political—not the political, sorry—the social
0: contract is still intact. Like yeah. we still have protection from the police. I don't go out of my house worrying about everything that I might, you know, s- seem to be doing. I yeah. don't need to worry about where I'm keeping my hands in a store, or uh, you know, if I if I actually crossed the street using the crosswalk and not jaywalking, or you know, things that are just very um, very inconsistently applied. Yeah, to to other races. Um, it, it's just, it's absolutely. There's so much evidence for it, and at this point, you know, being being of the mindset that it's not happening because you don't see it, just is m- more proof that you're not looking than yeah. that it's not there. Yeah. You know? Because exactly. you're not going to see what you're not looking for, and for you, it probably like you don't actually have that
1: experience because you you're not you're not the person experiencing it. And that within itself is white privilege, yeah. like, or is just a privilege of not being black or not being a minority like wherever you are if you're not the minority then you are not experiencing the the downfalls that come with being a minority like it's just the truth so at this particular i mean knowing for a fact that my my wife who is half black like she she's in constant fear all the time when it whenever all these protests started happening especially whenever like all the looting and rioting started beginning like immediately makes her afraid and I'm not, I can't sit, like, it's unfair for me to say, I, it's not that I don't understand it. It's just I don't fear for my life. And that within itself is more of a reality check. Like, like the the non-fear of my life within itself is white privilege. Especially to
0: know everything that's going on and still not be afraid for your own life.
1: Yeah, like, knowing that I could go out in my car right now and know that, I would most likely be coming home no yeah. problem unless or, unless something that i did caused me to lose yes, my life yes
0: unless you like picked a fight with someone for whatever reason and it was the wrong person or, right. like whatever that you would have to be in some way an instigator you're not just going to be an unlucky uh vic- you know victim an unlucky target basically for someone to just um give you the death sentence
1: knowing that somebody can go and shoot up a church and be arrested peacefully and then you fa- you know you flash forward to, you know, I'm talking about what
0: was that kid's name? Dylan. Uh, of
1: Roof. course, of course. Now that you ask me, I forget. Um, yeah, if you want to look it Dylan up, Dylan we'll something. Dylan something. We'll come back to it. But you know, and then you have Dylan Roof, a nurse who's working with who's been working during the pandemic, asleep in her home. The police show up unannounced, bust down the door shoot her 8 times while she's laying in bed. They arrest the boyfriend because he opens fire on them because he thinks there's an intruder busting through the door. Yeah. And their only excuse is well we had the wrong house. But at the same time like okay so you're telling me that if you had the right house that that level of force still would have been acceptable like you're just going to open because again you are innocent until you're proving guilty. So they are basically given a pass to bust down a door open fire and kill someone before they've had a trial before they've had before they've seen an attorney before they've even been arrested they are executed before they even face a jury before they face a judge that is not justice and regardless of how you regardless of whatever you think like you should at least support the protests you should at least support like the the advocacy for change because at some point in time in your life you're going to want that right as well yeah and I'm sorry, but these things are not mutually exclusive. They're all interlinked. And if for some reason our rights to protest were removed now, that's going to be removed for you later on in the future. So we have to protect our rights to protest, and you you need to want us, like every civilian, to be safe. And you should want to know that the government's not just going to unload on any civilian, no matter what color they are. To know that there's people out there who would run down a group of Black Lives Matter protesters is unnerving. Things that people joked about and, you know,
0: not, not just... This isn't just a thing that you see in memes and, and social media posts. Like, this is, this is things that you experience. Like, I've, I've literally heard people make those jokes. Like, uh, you know, well, I'm glad those Black Lives Matter protesters weren't on, you know, Highway 51 or whatever.
1: I'm glad I was in my work van, or you yeah. guys better be glad I was in my work car because I, I was about, about to run, to run, run over, over some yeah. Black Lives Matter protesters. Like, like that's
0: uh, like any kind of a joke,
1: like, people joking that they're going to open fire on a group of protesters. Like, okay, well, that makes you a murderer. Yeah. Like, and even joking about that is sort of, like, you know, psychotic. Like, it, you need to... It doesn't have to be
0: legislation for it to be an attack on your right to protest. Yeah. If you if you don't even feel safe to be able to go out and do that, then obviously something's wrong. So if something is if wrong because people aren't listening to each other. If
1: you're unsure that you're going to get your ass kicked just for standing on a corner holding a sign... Because the police officer in front of you just doesn't like what you have to say? Yeah,
0: that's a terrible litmus test for the state of America right now, is Americans attacking Americans for opposing ideas. That is something as simple and uncontroversial as the statement, black lives matter. Like, yeah. there needs to be this equal statement to... Like, as long as as long as long we just say all lives matter, then everyone's elevated to the same point. But that's just not the, the case. There's just not. There's this huge deficit that needs to be repaired before we're all, you know, equal and whole.
1: Yeah, all um, lives cannot matter until black lives matters. And that's really the bigger argument that whenever anybody says, well, all lives, well, no fucking shit, all lives matters. But right now, like, any time that a s- specific sect of people are hurting you know if you just empirically throughout history we have gathered around that particular group of people and uplifted them but whenever the black community says hey like we're kind of done of being murdered by like our own police yeah and, and we, and we want to we're just trying to say that our lives matter and we because we feel like they don't like, and if you want to, if you want us to believe that they matter, start showing us that they fucking matter. Yeah. And to do, again, to do something as simple as just to say Black Lives Matter, to, to see people's reactions to that phrase, I'm just like, would you please grow up and just understand that there are bigger things than your own small pea brain mind can, con, like, conceive? Yes.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the, people are so selfish. People think that if it's not, it's it's like, my dog, my dog's fine sitting there on the rug until he sees me petting my cat, and then suddenly he needs to be pet. He needs the love now. Yeah, and uh, you know we, I guess, as a as the majority, as you know, the white majority, do experience and uh, take for granted the privileges that come with you know just the color of our skin. Uh, so much so that we, you know, we we don't even notice it. Right. Like we don't even the the thought never would have crossed my mind that that i shouldn't wear my gun if i were to go protesting just which you know i I honestly i don't that's not something that i feel like would be my lane
1: to be in that protest um so uh, so you so you don't feel like it's in your lane to go to a black lives matters protest
0: no i don't feel like it's in my lane to go protest publicly i'm just kind of a i'm a a homebody. okay i'm i'm more of a uh speak to people you know kind of online i guess um, sure just you know when i when i see the heinous thing being said uh, just not letting it go unchallenged which that's just kind of like a whole black hole yeah um you get sucked works. into those pretty, yeah, it, yeah it never does works not work. there's no constructive conversations or dialogues that go online but, but i understand but that's, what but that's you know the state that i feel like i've reached um
1: is it's just so you cannot I, not say something because if yeah. you don't say something then
0: well, but what I was going to say so was, was that um, that's the state that I've reached is feeling just kind of like powerless, feeling like helpless in the face of all of these terrible things that uh, and, and terrible potential outcomes from not fixing these problems that it's almost like I, you, you just feel numb. There's just so many things that have you know taken place just this year let yeah. alone you know the last couple of years. Started
1: uh, off with Australia catching fire and yeah. now
0: we're here. Yeah, Australia caught fire. All the koalas were, <laughs> that's just terrible yeah uh, you know we had an impeachment trial america the fabric of america is like on threads it's like threadbare at this point uh there's just so much animosity and uh, it, it literally feels like you're just you maybe what started out as talking is now just like screaming
1: and no yeah. one's even listening like right it's just everybody's screaming and then screaming louder back because at each other. they're not listening well it's it's a lot like what I mean, because Dave Chappelle talks about, like, how we, like, our generation just experiences tragedy every single day that we're just so fucking numb to it. You know, like, he remembers a time that they, you know, watched the, what was the, they watched the space shuttle, and, you know, they were watching the, the moon launch, and it blew up. The Challenger blew up right in front of their faces, and, like, he remembers that being, like, the most tragic thing as like as a child that they all collectively witnessed and they got to go home early but then like for us like 9-11 was like just the start of it never getting better and like it, it, it got you know there were times where it seemed like it was getting better and then one more thing and then next thing you know there's a bombing in london you know next thing you know russia is getting involved with you know is and the is Ukraine and creating animosity and tension yeah. in there and, and annexing Crimea and Like and it just it just peppered throughout, you know, ever since September eleventh. And interfering
0: with our elections later, uh, I feel like we have we have a very convoluted timeline now that uh, we would it would take a long time to kind of unwind and unweave. But yes, September eleventh, two thousand one, uh, like very, very much ingrained into my memory as yeah. a child and honestly like i mean we had that conversation you and i not too long ago about how you know our our generation literally has just like from the from the get-go just been tragedy after tragedy after tragedy just after tragedy. Pelted with it. and and honestly like that that was a terrible perspective until i saw something about like the world war one and world war two generations as uh, like Imagine fighting in World War I and then coming home and then having to go through the Spanish flu. Yes. And then, you know, surviving that, spending, you know, however long, 16 years longer uh,
1: just to go through a second world war. Um, All the while, especially just to kind of pepper in, because I I understand the timeline, so I'm going to just add to it. mm -hmm. You know, with all the people having, like, during the Spanish flu, you know, farmers can't farm. A lot of them are dying. And a lot of them can't tend to their crops, so you have to deal with famine. Like poverty is rising. So like you come back from a war, hoping that everything is going to get better, and you have less money probably than what you started out as. You're starving every single day. Yep. And then boom, World War Two hits. World War Two, right after the Great Depression. Yeah. And and, and, and yeah. was
0: oddly the thing that brought us out of the depression. Yeah. And, I mean, there was of
1: course Reaganomics. Or not, that wouldn't be Reaganomics. No. Be, yeah, it's out? not Reaganomics. Oh my goodness. Uh, it was definitely, um, I mean, definitely just a huge push in capitalism yeah. that, I mean, weapons manufacturing, I'm sure, you know, steel manufacturing. Yep. And we've
0: been, we've been on that crutch for a long time. We've been suckling on that teat and it's never going to
1: go dry. Nope. We're just going to, I mean, until there's just nothing left yep. a- until the earth stops producing, we're going to keep stealing from it. No pun intended, <laughs> but, uh, but ever, but. So, so
0: what, what I was saying is, you know, our generation, of course, we've, we've suffered plenty of, of tragedies and setbacks. And there have been so many generations that have experienced the same thing. And uh, I can't help but just, like, watch hopelessly, <laughs> helplessly as, you know, just two, two high school classes behind us. You know, two, mm-hmm. two full high school cycles behind us. These kids that are going through active shooter drills. And yeah. watching all of this unfold. Like they're not they're not even old enough to really like affect any change and it's it's like I can't even imagine how powerless they feel. Um, yeah. and and that, you know, there's just lots of lots of opportunities for everybody right now to really decide what they believe in, to really be confronted with the options of the world and 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 also be able to see and experience the consequences that have come with all of these uh, scary things that have gone unchecked, um, unregulated, un—you know—undiscussed, un, unresolved. Uh, you know, so hopefully, you know, hopefully there's there's a way out there. Hopefully, we've got this younger generation of kids that's out there protesting on the highways in ways that maybe you or I feel uncomfortable doing because that sure. seems like this very disruptive thing. But you know, that that might very well be the thing that needs to happen to yeah. make this this—you know—everybody wake up. You know, this you don't get to just. You know, sit at home and talk to people on Facebook. Like, oh, you know, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, m- maybe you shouldn't be talking that way. That's, that's
1: well, because that's not the right frame of mind. Well, but. before the advent of social media, that is the only real way that you got involved in government was physically going out. Like, you're either writing letters to your governor. Yeah. You're going out and protesting. You're hitting the the voting booth. Like, so up until social media, you had real no other discourse other than to get involved in like you know local politics. You know, like actually being involved in um your your local government and you know voting for counseling members like actually being on top of it like that but now everyone just has their own fucking opinion because they read a tagline to an article that they didn't read in like they don't read the entire article they just read the tagline or see the picture that's associated with it or they see the caption that the person who clearly they don't have any biases so why would they put you know uh, a misleading caption with this article yeah you know like it you
0: well you're, you're just
1: allowed to cherry pick your information and there's just so much of it out there and at and then at so what it does is just creates people who fester in their homes and never really seek the real truth out and they never truly get involved in anything because they feel that they shouldn't have to i feel attacked
0: <laughs> this no, is vicious. Okay, I'm kidding.
1: Uh, I completely
0: agree, and you know the complicating factor of that too is that a lot, a lot of it is the fact that our content, the things that we are surrounded with, are now curated by whatever platform you choose to use for social media, mm-hmm. or uh, you know the, the videos that you watch on YouTube, and knowing uh, that people use Facebook listening to you and your conversations, like yeah. every, all all the ads that you see, they're all. You know things that are tailored to you, and that is like this very weird—it's uh, this very weird ecosystem that we live in now, where like et- Big Brother that everybody used to be so scared of is now the thing that you talk to in your living room. Yeah, to you carry it with you with wherever a Google you go. speaker to to make it play music for you and tell you jokes and like and and literally record everything that you say. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, people tweeting on Twitter and posting on Facebook th- like this idea that you know, Facebook is bad or you know Big Brother. Uh, you know the big whatever fake news, uh, Illuminati, whatever it is. There's this like Big Brother element that is uh, out to get us.
1: But they're literally
0: posting on the thing that the
1: Big Brother yeah I- happily is. Yeah, they, and they 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 kill each other over it. They'll they'll go out and spend. Fifteen hundred dollars. Like, well, I'm not due for an upgrade yet, so that means that I have to buy this phone outright. How much is it? Twelve hundred before taxes? Alright, cool. I guess I'll just drop twelve hundred on a on a phone and then twelve hundred's get... a vacation, man. Yeah, twelve hundred is a down payment on a... Like a cruise. Yeah, like that I would so much rather go on a cruise than and <laughs> Then to get a phone that's just yeah. gonna be outdated again, yeah. But and then, then and
0: now you get stuck in a lease for two years, yeah. Like and now you like you don't even own it. You, you have to give it back or buy it out, right? Like I don't want to spend. Yeah.
1: So it's just like this weird and then they and then they consumerist. They they they're all, it's it's like the people are anti-capitalist, but then like, just do nothing but spend money, like you're you're part of the machine, like you like and I think that that's really just part of the problem is that people who are just not self-aware of like how they are contributing to the problem and i think that especially coming back to the black lives matters issue i think that once so here's something that i truly believe that i don't know if you and i have ever talked about but i think that once white people especially accept the fact that they participate in white privilege even like subconscious like without them even knowing about it like the just the the very things that they do in everyday life are a part of white privilege you don't need to point out but like well I've never seen an example of it you don't have to see the examples of it you live it every single day every little thing that you do I guarantee you is different than what a person of color yeah. would have to and, deal with and you won't
0: see it unless you're trying to see it and and I actually like I had an experience like that just the other day that uh, you know it was it was when um These protests really started getting out of hand, and it was like all these cities were burning. And I think it was right after Trump had like tried to do his photo op at the church. I say try, but he succeeded at getting a photo op in in front of the church. He was taking that goddamn photo. The peaceful protesters that were in his path. Yeah, he was totally fine, just like extricating them from that, from just so he could hold his Bible upside down, and tell us what it was. Uh, yeah, just ridiculous. But it was right around that time, uh, and you know I had. We, we had our garage door open. We were sitting in our living room and uh, just kind of, you know, just hanging out and saw somebody walking down the street. Just, you know, this young white kid uh, wearing a polo shirt and a clipboard walking down the street. Uh, and I watched him because my garage door was open. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily live in a bad part of town, but I... I'm gonna pay attention to somebody walking. yeah, your property is
1: accessible. you want to make sure yeah, nobody it's right just... off
0: a main street. so so but anyway, um so he walked down the street. I watched him pass, and then maybe fifteen minutes later my doorbell rings, and it's the same kid, and he's just and his own words were I'm the friendly neighborhood pest control guy, just like just mm-hmm. wanting to know if you're interested. and uh, honestly, I just I didn't like that he stopped by. It's just like a weird time for yeah. someone to be going door to door trying to sell pest control services that like. W- we we've got a curfew, like we've got uh, stay-at-home orders. We've got uh, social yeah, distancing top, going order yeah, going on. Like there's there's, there's so many, many reasons. reasons to not be at yeah, a door right now, to be going door to door right now is just very odd. Which is why it caught my attention to begin with. i was almost like I'm just not interested, man. Like be safe out there. What are, what are you doing out here? Be safe out there. And it occurred to me right after that 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 right there is white privilege. That right there is a young white kid who is unfazed by whatever's going on outside, you know, with all these Black Lives Matter protests and, and quarantine and whatever and he's he's just able to very confidently, comfortably go door to door and be not even uh, cognizant of the fact that he might be arousing some suspicions or sure. some some anything. Like he I just I with everything that I've been seeing and, and hearing lately, that's like the main thing that uh that people are shouting and hoping that people against like i've met a protesters will finally listen to mm-hmm. is that they they can't go around they can't do these these things that you feel comfortable doing because they, they are harassed they're business. stopped yeah like they're they're
1: they would not have the ability to go door to door i mean hell there there's even videos it, that i know for a fact that i've seen in the past where it's like you know like you know, this guy is like preventing us from leaving because we're just going door to door, like hanging these flyers, like showing videos like in, in the video. There's like these are our flyers. We have lawnscaping business like we're just trying like they're trying to explain it to the guy. He's like, well, you're just going to wait right here until the police get here and figure out what's going on. But again, I, I am pretty fucking confident that if I started doing that, like if you and I had a lawn business and we just started going to door to door we would probably we wouldn't guaranteed have no issues we'd have no problems whatsoever nobody would be suspicious of us of causing any yeah, problems we'd get people signed up we'd have people tell us to leave like but, yeah. but nobody would call the cops on us yeah i i
0: very confidently believe
1: that yeah because and- i mean the white people will you know listen to us and the black people if it's a bad part of town will most likely not want to talk to us because you know they might be afraid that we might cause some trouble for them like that's a legitimate fear for them as well like no like get out of here like why why are you in this neighborhood like no like i i don't trust you being in this neighborhood right now yeah so, uh, and
0: and there was actually there was a story in the news recently of a of a uh, a black guy that was that knew that he needed to be going door to door doing something and so he called the cops ahead of time he felt so sure that he was going to have someone call the cops on him that he called them ahead of time and told them this is who i am this is what i'm doing these are my credentials uh, just so if anyone calls like just know like I'm supposed to be here. I need to be here. Yeah. And uh, and to, you know, to their credit, one of the cops from that police force actually went out to uh, to like meet with him. Mm-hmm. And or, or maybe it was that they had him come in and confirm all the, I, I don't remember exactly, yeah. but either way that cop ended up like walking with him and say like like I'll I'll protect you. Like yeah. I will keep this from from being a thing so nobody feels like at ease, which is such a strange like, it's, it's heartwarming. That's a great story, and it really does show that not all cops are bad cops. But that's the climate that we live in, yeah. is that someone had to call the cops to notify them of his presence so that they were not surprised by the knowledge of his presence from some mysterious uh, caller in the neighborhood that might have escalated at some point right. to a shootout to, yeah. or, or just or just an unlawful arrest. Um, because that, that really is the dice that they roll. Yeah. It is. And that's, it just, it blows my mind and it breaks my heart. Um, and, you know, more than anything, I just, like, I feel like I'm listening more. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I, I you know, just to be totally honest, I, I it wasn't that long ago that I was having a hard time accepting the idea of white privilege. You know, my I, I had a conversation with my mom and I definitely took the stance of, well, I work hard. You know, like... Like don't don't take away my
1: success or my whatever. I work hard, but that's don't undermine my hard work just because some people yeah. might get it a little bit more easily than I did yeah. And I've I've just
0: I've it's finally kind yeah. of penetrated into my brain that uh, the fact that I don't see it doesn't mean that it's not happening. The yep. fact that it's you know the fact that there are exceptions does not disprove the rule. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that my mom stuck with me on that one. Yeah. Uh, because we're all growing. We're all learning. Yeah, you know? we're all learning. This is uh, At every age. This is a, a crucible that we're all going through right now. Um, and as long as you're open to you know, evolving and, and actually changing your opinion based on new information, as we should all be ready to do. And you should always
1: want to be on the right side of history. Yeah. Because, I mean... Uh, everything that we're viewing right now is history. Like this is something that we're going to talk about for a while. This is something that is going to yield some changes, if not, you know, full major changes. I don't know about anything federally, but I mean definitely I mean states have already taken steps to, you know, the the state of California cutting 153 million of their uh police force across the state like across the board, across the entire state. Like that's, you know, that's a step. I don't know exactly how that's gonna pan out like I don't know what the benefits of that may necessarily be but I guess their theory is is that if there's less of them on the street then there's less of a chance for those encounters to happen I guess again you know trying to stick to the law of averages you know if there's less of them out there then there's less of a chance for an encounter like that to happen
0: and more apparently or not apparently but more potentially of an opportunity to actually prioritize the crimes that
1: matter right things that we need police involved in and and listeners i for me honestly i think that if you're if you're still confused if you're still like on the fence about what black people are so angry about i want you to go i mean since this is unreal talk show and since we do talk about movies this is something that you definitely need to take time if you haven't already and even if you had you need to go and re-watch or watch for the first time django unchained it's on netflix if you don't have Netflix, I guarantee you, you know somebody out there who has Netflix that will loan you their password. Yeah, piggyback. Yeah, it's it's a known thing. I advocate it. I let friends do it. I've done it with friends. It's no big deal. Watch that movie and just tell me that it's not difficult to swallow. You know, just to hear the N-word being used as frequently and as freely, like, it, it's sharp. Like, it pierces your ears every time it's used. And to see, like, to see... Leonardo DiCaprio's character just sit back and enjoy to watch two black men literally fight to the death, like, yeah. literally... Or be eaten by or, dogs. Yeah, like, and, like, to, to see all of that... I mean, that is the stuff that their culture started... Like, that's how they started in this fucking country, dealing with that. And then they finally get their freedom. But their freedom really didn't come free, because you also have amendments that basically allow free slavery to happen with allowing anybody to be arrested for any reason whatsoever. And then you like that within itself immediately created a system where black people were prioritized to be put into jails so they can be added to chain gangs. So that way they can be created as free labor for the state. Yeah. Admittedly so. Yeah. Yeah. Stop sitting here and arguing that your Confederate flag is for your fucking heritage. It's not, you know, for protection of state rights. You're right. It is for the for protection of— one state right. For one particular state right, and that was the right to own slaves. If you have a Confederate flag right now and still don't feel the urge to burn it, you're part of the fucking problem, and you just are. You need to accept those facts. You need to go back and watch that movie and not tell me that you—like, I want to cry whenever I watch that movie. Like, it, it is fucking heartbreaking to watch all the— and, it's heartbreaking and then it's also uplifting to see you know the ending and how it plays out you know because you know spoiler alert django becomes the victor but everything leading up to that moment it's a long movie so you're gonna have to invest some time in it it's hard to swallow but you but honestly if you find yourself not wanting to watch it anymore because of how gruesome it is then if that's not shocking you then keep just keep watching it force yourself to keep watching it because it's just something that you're gonna we can't be sugarcoating the history anymore so i think it starts with realizing that at no point in time were the lives of black people in the united states happy whenever they first got here and for i would argue the majority of black people It's gotten better in the fact that they're not slaves anymore and, like, in the fact that they're not, you know, employed on actual cotton fields, but it's not changed to the fact that they're being systematically oppressed because of who they are and because of who established our government. You know, I'm sorry, we have slave owners on our dollar bills. Like, that's just how it is like our country was built on the back of slaves and it's about due time that in my opinion that we just start recognizing that at no point in time have we ever like opened up our ears and listened yeah. and taken the right steps not no steps but taken the right steps to ending the problem stop sitting here saying well as long as they're peaceful protests martin luther king jr was a peaceful protester he was the poster child of civil disobedience and they still shot him over it yeah, he still was still murdered, still assassinated,
0: and it wasn't until after he was assassinated and several weeks of rioting, post his assassination, did they did they actually pass the civil rights, uh, not the, not the initial civil rights act, but like the um, the second the the amendment to it, yeah, that added a lot of the things that they were still upset had not been added,
1: right? Um, Desegregating public places, like yeah. like to know for a fact that. The first black child allowed in a kindergarten in the United States is sixty-five years old. Sixty-five. Yeah, like that is a still alive. It's
0: still which means the people that that were preventing her from preventing the other kids from being able to be the first are still alive too. They're still here. So we're not that many generations removed from systemic racism, like
1: legislated racism. And we just we need to accept that fact. And we need to accept that there probably, there probably isn't enough that we could do right now to make things better. But the first thing, that, if you're listening to this right now, the first thing that you can do to yourself is tell yourself out loud, Black lives do matter, and I'm open to hearing what I can do to help. As long as you're open, as long as you are accepting that, A, I could be part of the problem because even if you don't realize it, you could be part of the problem, like what we talked about before. You participating in your everyday life is more than likely participating in some form of white privilege, period. You go into the grocery store knowing that you can go to the grocery store and not be suspected of stealing anything, being chased around a store by you know security, like knowing that you can just go in off duty
0: security off duty cops telling you that you have to give them your id
1: yeah you know being stopped in your car by an off-duty police officer and then being later told by an on-duty police officer yeah sorry about that man yeah you're right he had no reason to stop you like okay but i still had to be stopped i still had to go through all of this and i still spent my entire day just to be told by another white cop that there was no reason for me to be stopped in the first place Like I capitalized my time. Yeah, like you, you know, even people who aren't even on the clock are making these types of judgments and very clear there needs to be a change and I think that if there was a way that Floyd George Floyd was looking down on us that's all he would that's that's the best that he could want at this point because he's not alive he can't wish he can't there's no way he can have that right now yeah so if he could have anything it would just be that some sort of change finally happens out of this we need we need to accept the fact that not every trump supporter is a racist I think that that's another avenue, another aspect that we need to... That's one way that we
0: try to generalize and make things easier to digest is to just say they're all racist.
1: Yeah, stop stop looking at the label. They're probably
0: all fed up with the same bullshit that you're fed
1: up with. They just
0: think that someone else is going to be responsible for getting us out of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, stop looking at the label of what of what you're looking at and look at the like the contents of what it is and what it means like do yourself a favor and actually dissect what you're looking at and put yourself in those like if you think that that george floyd murder assassination was justified watch that video again and put your son in there instead of george floyd put someone you love right there ask and t-
0: yourself if you believe and that you're innocent until proven guilty. If yeah. anyone should be able to
1: dole out a punishment before a trial. Oh, and not... the kicker to all that, sorry to cut you off. The kicker to all that, the $20 bill was real. It wasn't even fake. It was real.
0: Of course it was. So
1: real. not only was he executed for a crime that he wasn't even proven guilty, he was executed for a crime he didn't even commit. So yeah, just in the
0: investigation, yeah, of a potential crime. Yeah. Which is what, you know, so many people are are advocating is what you should just comply with is the uh, the investigation the the interruption the uh, potential harassment depending on who it is that's that's being stopped
1: yeah stop with this bullshit like well if you got nothing to hide then what's then the, just go along the, with it like no like I shouldn't have to deal like black people like I like I as as, as an individual like <laughs> remove the color away from it it doesn't matter who you are you shouldn't have to be allowed to be stopped and interrogated and harassed for literally no reason and be able to prove, like, okay, well, I'm not breaking the law, so can I go, uh, not yet. We got a little bit more that we're looking into yeah. here. We, go, we got to call the dog over. I've still got
0: a little bit of adrenaline I need to work through.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call the canines, and if they make some sort of sign that you've never been trained in that I could literally lie to you about and tell you is a signal that the dog smells something, then we're going to rip your car open. We're going to take everything out. Oh, and if you're sitting in your front seat and tell me you have a gun in your glove compartment ahead of time, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and assassinate you right then and there with your baby in the back seat and your girlfriend in the car with you. You know, like, how was it after that video? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know it? Like it's gotten to this point. Someone was shot and killed in their car with their little baby in the back seat. Yeah. With no, and that cop had zero regard for anybody. And he was told ahead of time, I have a permit for this gun. It's in my glove box, and that's where my registration is. Yeah. He was told ahead of time. Yep. And still killed the guy, and made his girlfriend basically watch his watch her boyfriend die in front of her face. So. We're yeah. running the, uh, the most traumatic experience that anyone could really. The, and she'll never unsee that. Every single night when she closes her eyes, I guarantee you she she will see that. Yeah. I, the and only that's the common humanity that we all actually share. And there's a child without a father. Another child without a fucking father. Yeah. And you know we we're not going to get. I mean we're we're running at a an hour ten minutes right now, so we're not going to get into the the debate of the importance of a father figure or you know an extra role in children's lives but there's obviously evidence to support that without a father and knowing that especially knowing that a father's been taken away from somebody you know yields pretty traumatic results so you know the psychiatric impact you know there's long-term effects to the short-term consequences that you have drawn by making a decision by killing somebody for literally no reason so we again i i think just a because uh, again, we're we're going. On, we we intended listeners for this to just be like a quick thirty minute segment, but this has gone on. And I'm glad it's gone on the way that it has. I think we've talked a lot. I think we've got a lot out. Yeah, I mean, there's so much ground to cover. There's so many yeah. things that, and it's ongoing. It's developing. Yeah. It's it, there's no way you could encapsulate it in a thirty minute conversation. Yeah. But um. But I think that what we're going to end with there is, uh, listeners. Uh, we'll I'll be back here in a little bit after this next break. But before we go uh christian do you have any final thoughts uh final thoughts um you know i just
0: like we've said just keep your ears open man just pay attention don't don't be so easy and quick to dismiss what somebody else is going through just because you don't also go through it yourself you know you might have different experiences but we all share one experience you know we we all share the one thing that that none of us are able to escape and that's you know we're born here we've got a life to live hopefully it's as as clean and as nice as it can be and uh, free of, of of any tragedies but so far that's not really played out well for anyone and so there's there's some definite change that that needs to take place and wouldn't it be nice if you were part of that change wouldn't it be wouldn't it be a much better story to be able to tell your kid that you were part of the generation that that really brought about the change in America that has been stalled for so long
1: Uh, long overdue long overdue absolutely well thank you christian it's been a lot of fun we had a lot of fun with having you here on the episode i'm going to go ahead and send you on your way because it's late yes and i know you need to get back um so uh, we'll be right back after this listeners hey everyone sorry to take up your time from listening to me but i wanted to take a quick second to tell you about a cause that i find extremely important and near and dear to my heart and that is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. They're dedicated to curing leukemia, lymphoma, and other blood cancers. Uh, The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is the world's largest voluntary nonprofit health organization dedicated to funding blood cancer research and providing education and patient services. They're an amazing foundation, and while they do not officially sponsor Unreal Talk Show, I feel like if I have a platform, then I should use it for good. So why not spread at least some awareness of this foundation? From a personal experience, I can say that they are a huge savior. When I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, I applied for help and they took care of all my copays and the majority of my treatment, which was a huge savior to me. However, towards the end, they had to stop providing assistance because donations were low, because at the time people were not donating very much. Now that I am cancer-free, I feel that I should try to increase awareness for this amazing cause. If you're ever feeling generous and feel like giving, please keep leukemia and lymphoma foundations in your list of considerations. They are absolutely amazing. Now, back to the program. Thank you so much, Christian, for joining us in the studio today. I had so much fun with you on the podcast uh, now, before we go, everyone, I'd just like to thank you again for sticking with us. Remember, this is the Unreal Talk Show, part of the Oops All Topics podcast network. Be sure to like and subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and download and follow on Podbean. You can also like and follow any of our content updates on our Twitter page, Unreal, capital T. Also follow the Jedger just how it sounds. That is Jason Edgar, kind of the head of the Oops All Topic Network for all updates for Oops All All Topics content. Uh, Remember everyone to lose your fears and find your voice, especially today. Thank you.